Welcome to the Weights and Wine Podcast. This is a podcast for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights, eat their body weight and protein, get their steps in, and also eat mozzarella sticks, fried calamari, and take some tequila shots over the weekend. If this sounds like you and you are a fit girlie who loves balance, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nedaveda. Let's get into this episode. All right, welcome back to the Weights and Wine podcast. My name is Nada Veda. I am your host. Am I excited for this episode? Always. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question at this point. I'm always excited to record, and I think it's because I genuinely love sharing information with people. And I don't have that many people in my real life to share it with because it's such like a niche group. Like it really is. Like you can think you're into health and fitness and I'm not even trying to sound rude, but there's such a smaller percentage of people that genuinely know what they're talking about. And they don't, they're not just like, oh yeah, like I do orange theory every day. Like I know have health and fitness and it's like, no, you don't. And especially when it comes to nutrition, like there is just such a niche group who actually know what they're talking about and who can have a full conversation with you. So I have a few people I can actually have a conversation with. And especially when it comes to like women and like female health and fitness, which is completely different than men. And oh, that actually gives me a great episode idea. Hold on. It is time to take a quick note. Health and fitness. Okay, so be sure to look out for a men versus women health and fitness episode coming to Spotify and Apple Podcasts near you shortly. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so what I was saying is I love talking and sharing knowledge and I just love conversing with people. So that's pretty much why I started the podcast in the first place. I also just love talking and I have so much information and I have so much information because I genuinely love learning and actually researching the stuff in my free time. Some people go on TikTok. I research health and fitness. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. But I did get on the side of TikTok of not health and fitness because I will not look at that side, but on anti-inflammatory TikTok because I'm in the midst of an injury right now. And I luckily, let me find some wood to knock on, have never had any severe injuries throughout my life. When I was in high school and I did track, I had plantar fasciitis my last semester senior year. So I was unable to play, which was really unfortunate. Um, not play. What am I talking about? <laughs> Participate. So other than that, I haven't had any injuries, especially since I've been weightlifting for five years. Luckily, like I've been sore. I've had a few sprains here and they're like nothing major. So right now I'm in the midst of recovering or yeah, from something. And I'll go more into detail about that on an episode again, coming up only because wait, I literally had a had girl versus boy workout already scheduled. Oh, wow. I am on something. I'm just a genius. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to record an episode about my injury and how I healed from it. It honestly isn't anything major either. Like hopefully we'll say it's nothing major. I'm going to the orthopedic tomorrow, orthopedist tomorrow. So we'll see what he says. But 
other than that, that's so funny. I didn't realize I'm looking at the list of my Excel spreadsheet of episodes and I didn't even realize I scheduled one to be recorded and put out in July. All right. So in about a month, that's so funny. Wow. All right. Well, that's exciting. And then our one year anniversary is coming up. I can't believe it's been a whole year. My little baby's turning one. Oh my goodness gracious. Where has the time gone? This must be what like parents think when like their kids are getting older and turning one. Except my baby is my podcast and my fish. But my fish is like three years old. So he's, I don't know how that equates to in fish years and human years. Because I know like dog years, it's like one for seven years or something. I don't know. But I digress. Today we are talking the, about, whoa, whoa. Listen, you go on vacation for a week and you come back and it's like you forget how to record a podcast. You know, it's, I don't know what's going on, but let's try that again. Today, we are talking about how to get a snatched waist. And the answer is going to surprise you because I feel like the majority of people listening to this podcast are, well, I can see the statistics on who's listening to this podcast, but we're women, the majority, we're women. And we enjoy health and fitness. I don't know to what degree and to what level y'all listening like or enjoy working out or eating healthy or whatnot, but I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. So if you don't already know, then you will know by the end of this episode, the secret and the key to getting a snatched waist. So I'm not going to get all like women should be lifting weights on you. But I will say, I think there is still a stigma around women exercising and especially weightlifting. I don't think it's as prevalent as it can be. I think when women look a certain way, and let's say they are very lean and muscular and they have defined shoulders and defined triceps and things like that, like your quads are popping, your glutes are bigger, you have nice hamstrings, for some reason, we get a lot more compliments on our legs. Like you had, what is this dog barking in the background? Oh my God. Like if you see a woman with nice legs, I tell them all the time, like, I love your quads. I love your hamstrings. I love your glutes because not only like, is it so nice to hear a compliment from someone, but you know that that person put in so much hard work to achieve that physique. So I love complimenting women on that. And I feel like I get complimented a lot on my lower body too. And what I realized is that's kind of a pattern. It's a lot of lower body compliments. And I mean, men, we know men are trash, but men too, if they're complimenting you, I want to say like eight times out of 10, it's about your lower body. And it's not even like to be creepy, like, oh, hey, like, look at that ass. It's like, hey, like, this isn't creepy. Like you have really great quads. Like you look like you work out, blah, blah, what do you do? I've had conversations with multiple men like that at the gym usually, um, or at work, but there's a clear distinction between like, obviously women who take care of themselves and who lift weights and who have a certain physique like that. On the opposite hand, when women train upper body, yes, I feel like we do compliment each other. Like there's People I know in my life, and I'm like, you have the sickest arms, like your shoulders look amazing. But I feel like if you're not in this niche of women who enjoy lifting and working out, it's 
kind of not frowned upon, but it's it's not as respected as lower body, if that makes sense. So here's what I'm saying. Like if you walk down a street or if I walk down a street, my shoulders are very, not very, my shoulders are pretty defined. Like you see me in a tank top, you know, I clearly work out. This isn't me bragging. This is me just stating a fact. Like I have muscular arms and I feel like I don't have super muscular arms, but they are very defined. When you get to a certain level where your arms are like more toned, like bigger and like, let's say a little bit bulkier, I feel like there's such a stigma there of like, okay, well now your arms are too big and you're too muscular and you're too, I'm going to say masculine for lack of a better word, because men, I feel like are also known for having more defined arms than women are. And I just feel like it's such a stereotype and it's such a stigma around women weightlifting. Like we can train our legs and no one has a problem with it. But if we have defined and muscular upper bodies, it's like we don't get complimented as much or we're told maybe you should stop training or maybe you should not train upper body that much. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But do you get what I'm saying? Like that's the message. And that's, I've been told that before too by people. They're like, oh, you look great, but like maybe you should not train upper body so much because you're starting to look like a man on top. And I'm like, listen, I've had a B cup since I was 12. Like my boobs have not grown. So I think I'm fine up there. And I'm saying that because when you do strength train, obviously you lose and you're eating in a deficit and you're eating a protein and whatnot, you're losing fat. And a lot of the places women lose fat is in their breast area sometimes for the majority. So I've been told that before that, 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 bleh, how much time is my saying that I've been told that before that, that would happen to me when I started lifting and it did not luckily because I had barely anything to start with. But the point is, is that we need to appreciate women, all women who are straight training, no matter if their upper body or their lower body looks amazing because if you're straight training as a woman, you probably look fucking amazing everywhere and all around. And you need to be appreciated because a lot of women don't strength train, especially their upper body, because they're scared they're going to get big or bulky or look like a man. And it's like, you're literally not. Do you know how many years you have to invest to look remotely like a man in the gym? All right. Should I just make this episode with the men versus women? What? Like, I was not prepared for this. But I'm serious, like it's insane how like unappreciated or like how not as appreciated the female upper body is. So that's my little rant about that. And in the end, I feel like the majority of us, you know, if you are there to look good and train and you're putting all these hours and whatnot, you're just, you're killing it. And that's, it is what it is. So on that side rant, that was not, it wasn't scheduled to happen, but you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. That's life. And that's what we do here. We're going to go into how to train your upper body to get the illusion of a, whoa, I just gave away a secret. Oh no. Okay. We're going to talk about how to get a snatch twist and plot twist. It is all an illusion. I promise you. Doing a million crunches is not going to get you a snatched waist. Your snatched waist that you see on people 
is an illusion. And we're going to get into that right now. So what I mean by the snatched race is an illusion is that when you're strain training and lifting as a woman and you're using weight, obviously, I want you to kind of picture like a brick or like a clay, like a piece of clay, the shape of a brick, right? Let's say that's how we start out. You know, when you're a beginner, you don't have muscle because you're a beginner. You might ha- you're going to have extra fat on you. You're not going to be as proportioned, whatever. Let's just for argument's sake, say that. I'll use myself as, as an example. I had I would call myself skinny fat. I had no muscle no muscle at all, but I was relatively slim. So let's say I look like a brick, right? When you're strength training and you're growing your muscles and you're lifting heavy to break that tissue and then you are eating your protein and your nutrient-dense carbs and your fruits and your veggies and all that good stuff, your healthy fats, and you're replenishing your body once you break that muscle, and then your muscle tissue restores into lean muscle after you broke it down from the weight already, and then after you replenish your body, it's going to turn your body fat into muscle. We know this by now. We've been over this in previous episodes. Over time, when you're consistent and you're doing it three, four, five times a week for the rest of your life, I'm kidding, Um, for, you know, every, like, week by week, unless, of course, you're on vacation or whatnot, but I'm not going to stop digressing. You do this all the time. What's going to happen is your glutes and your legs, assuming that you follow some sort of strategic workout plan that you know what you're doing. You're hitting upper and lower body equal times, or if not, you have a plan in place. You're not doing two sets of 20 for everything. You're actually learning what progressive overload is. You're working with a trainer, whatever it is. You're in the gym, you're doing that. This is not for people who are doing fitness classes. This is not for people who are doing anything else. This is just for weightlifting people. When you're doing all this, your glutes and your quads and your hamstrings, they're going to grow. And if not grow, they're going to develop nice muscle physique. So the bottom can stay the same of your brick. Picture your brick, the bottom stays the same. When you're strength training your upper body and you're growing your back and your lats and your traps and your delts and your pecs, but we're going to focus more on your back right now. That's also growing. So while this is growing, your waist, aka where your stomach is, is going to look smaller. So you're not, you may not necessarily even lose a lot in your tummy. Like I'm going to take that back. You're growing your back and your legs. So those are going to get broader. So think of the brick and think of adding something on to like the, if it was broken into forts um, horizontally, 
think of adding an extra piece to the sides on top and to the sides on the bottom. That's how you're growing your muscle. And then naturally now your brick is going to look like an hourglass shape. It's going to look like your waist is snatched because you are growing your muscles and especially your back and your lats. And that's why when women like we, I mean, we've all done this, like, who are we kidding? After a sick back workout and you just look so lean and shredded and you take a video or a picture and you see the top half, like you can really see a strong back and a smaller waist. And it gives that illusion that, oh, you have a smaller waist. And especially once you pair that with well-developed glutes and lower body physique, it really looks like you have a snatched waist with no lipo and no surgery or anything. So that's the essentials of how lots of bodybuilders and anyone weightlifting looks like they have a smaller waist. It is because the back muscles and the upper body and lower body muscles are developing fully. And again, it's an illusion. Like you don't get a snatched waist from doing crunches. You don't. So you can take crunches out of your workout because A, they're not doing anything for you. And B, there are a million other things working your core that are going to be more beneficial than you straining your neck and going up and down, up and down, up and down multiple times. But actually, let's get into those right now. So to get that illusion of the bigger back, I'm sorry, of the smaller waist and to grow your back, you're going to do movements to grow your back. So upper body movements that I personally love to do to grow my back are bent over rows. And these all that I'm going to say you can do with, actually, I'm not going to say that. Bent over rows, you can do with a barbell, you can do with dumbbells, you can do with kettlebells. There are so many variations of those. You can do a lat pull down, sit down, make sure you're strapped in. What I like to do with the lat pull down is I'll take my arms and my hands a little bit wider to really hit like the outsides of my lats to, again, grow that muscle. And then that's what's going to give you that small waist illusion. Another great thing are pull-ups. Those are working your lats and your back as well. Single arm rows, you are really focusing in on A, that core stability because you're doing single arm things. Not that you don't use your core for anything else, but especially with single arm movements or single side movements, core is always key for balance. You have single arm rows. You can use a dumbbell for that one or a kettlebell and row your weight up. And then that's going to help target the individual sides because we always need unilateral movements as well in addition to bilateral movements. And then you also have low rows back on the machine. And these, I feel like, help a lot with growing your traps. I just feel like something about squeezing the weight as it comes back. Like, I imagine there's... What I like to tell people when I train them and what I do myself is picture there's a pencil in between your shoulder blades when you come back and you want to hold it there. So as you come back on your low row, just squeeze your shoulder blades together. And also that helps you get that full range of motion because a lot of times too, people don't go all the way with these. So let's actually go through a low row together. Sit down your machine, feet are strapped in, everything's tight and secure, weight's good, you're all ready to go. Core is braced, you lean forward, arms straight, 
weights or bend them to get the weight, whatever, get it in position, start to drive with the elbows back and then keeping your hands low so that it's about belly button. So that it comes about to your belly button and then squeeze your shoulder blades back, picturing there's a pencil behind there and you need to squeeze it and hold it in place. And then you're going to release and go all the way forward with your hands, bringing that low row, um, what's the word, grip back to neutral position, and then continue that. So doing that, I feel like has helped so much with getting that back look. And then also, obviously, there's a plethora of back exercises, but I'll kind of just run through them. You can do face pulls. You can do... Oh my God, what is going on? My mind is blinking. Why can't... Oh, straight arm pull downs. And with all of these, there's so many variations that you can do. You can do single arms of any of these. You can do single arm lap pull downs, which would be like you have both hands on the lap pull down equipment, and then you only pull your right side down, for example. And then that can also help with some unilateral movement as well. You can do single arm low rows, just switch out the cable that you use. You obviously single arm rows or single arm rows. Pull-ups, you can do variations with banded, not banded, time under tension with those, just a hold, whatever it is. Bent over rows, there's a plethora of exercises you can do with that. You can do gorilla rows, you can do seal rows, you can do so many other things. And yeah, that's that. Um, Shoulder press too, because I'm going to incorporate shoulder press because who doesn't love to find shoulders? Like you can't just train your back. Your upper body, the biggest muscle groups you have are your back, your chest, and your shoulders. Like you have to work all of them. And those all have compound moves within them because it's, they're all compound moves. They're all compound exercises. So I'm going to throw that in there as well. But all in all, to get the illusion of a snatched waist, you need to train your upper body, specifically your back and your lats. And we can't forget about core because core is key. Like you can't do all these exercises and then have a flabby stomach. Like you need some muscle there too. And how are we going to get a toned core? Well, you guessed it. You're going to brace and engage your core. We know how to do this by now. You are bracing your core every single move you do. I don't care if you're doing a compound. I don't care if you're doing a single arm movement or an isolation move. You are bracing your core the entire time. And how do you do that? You don't suck it in. You just, what's the word? You like clench it as if like you know someone's punching you and you have to just protect all your inside organs. You clench it so that if someone punches you, they feel the hardness of it. They don't feel your soft jiggly belly, which we all have soft jiggly bellies where we're not flexed. Okay. Let's be real. I have a soft jiggly belly right now. Now that I'm flexing and bracing my core, I don't have it anymore. So do with that what you will. Everyone has it. Um, yes, you are bracing your core for everything. And obviously that also helps with your core strength and naturally your core over time, once you keep strengthening it, it will get smaller as well. But that also comes with nutrition because we know that abs are made in the kitchen and that comes with eating your macros every single day and hitting them and getting your protein in, getting your nutrient-dense carbs in, getting your fruits, your vegetables, your healthy fats, your fiber, your water, and all of that good stuff. See how everything comes together? Every episode, we just link everything together because it's all one big happy family. There's just a million topics in this family that I could talk about because I freaking love it. And yes. 
Oh, but yes. This is how you get the illusion of a snatched waist. I'm telling you, brace your freaking core. You have no idea how beneficial it is. Stop doing crunches. Just stop. Brace your core instead and learn how to use that and breathing techniques properly when you are lifting. Is this the first time I've actually had time and didn't have to rush my favorites? <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, great. Um, now that I have a good five minutes to talk about my favorites for the week, I know I touched upon this before. I'll go more into detail once I actually know what the heck is wrong with me and what's going on with my body. But since I've self-diagnosed myself with a Baker's cyst, I did a lot of research on it because, as one does, when they think that their leg is going to fall off. And Gil has had so many of these, and he said, like, just don't eat or, like, start eating anti-inflammatory foods. And you guys know, I track my macros. I love tracking macros. It's so fun for me. But even when I'm cutting or bulking, like, I'm not eating the best foods? Like, am I eating low, not low? Am I eating lean proteins? Yes. Am I eating nutrient-dense carbs? Yes. Fruits and veggies? Always. But I also do a lot of protein bars and shakes to supplement that, to supplement my protein intake and to just get me to that number. I also love seasoning. So I'll do like garlic salt or pepper on a lot of stuff. But I was reading up on what I have, what I think I have. And a lot of it is like inflamed, like just part of the part of your body is inflamed. So I did research on, well, how do I not be inflamed? What is an anti-inflammatory diet? Like what the heck is that? So basically, according to my research, which is my TikTok, <laughs> This is now my TikTok for you page, basically, is all anti-inflammatory recipes. But it was interesting because a lot of them said like to eat healthy fats, like omega-3 fatty acids, things like that. And when I first started my fitness journey, I was so scared of fats. Like I thought fats would make me fat. So I refused to eat an avocado for years. Like I was literally scared to eat an avocado. It was the worst mindfuck ever. And I know I'm going to call them out. I know it is because of my fitness pal, because when I tracked an avocado or cheese or anything, they gave me that red note that said, this food is high in fat. And I was like, fuck off. Like, I want to eat a freaking avocado. But we've grown and we're mature now. So reading upon the anti-inflammatory diet and just foods incorporate, it's a lot of the food that I already eat. But what I realized made a huge difference specifically was adding spices like turmeric, cinnamon, and ginger powder. And this might sound like gross to some people, but I put, I mix it with like turkey, ground turkey, and I made burgers and they were so good. And like, I'm not even kidding you. You don't put like a gallon of cinnamon, obviously, you just put like a tiny, tiny bit, but it was like a sweet, smoky kind of vibe. And plus you put sauce on it, so you can't really taste it. But that, com- um, paired together with, I've been doing a lot of teas and my mom actually has this tea that has cardamom, cinnamon, and cloves in it and some other spices too. Actually, does it have on the label? No. It's Twinnings. It's called Chai. It's like a red package and that's been 
I mean, I'm not going to say it's been helping me because I've been doing it for two days. Like, who am I kidding? And obviously when you have any change in your diet, I feel like you see change fast. Hence the keto diet and why people think keto is amazing because they lose weight so quickly. But it's like, yeah, you're literally cutting out a food group. And similar to my situation, I'm not going to tell you that, oh, this is great because I'm drinking teas. And it's like, no, it's because you live off Starbucks, venti, brown sugar, oat milk, espressos for weeks. And now you're switching to herbal teas. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. But I will say, I've noticed it's been helping my stomach a lot more. And I'm always bloated. Like, it's insane. And I know subconsciously it's because I have a lot of supplements that I use, um, mainly protein powder, just to get my protein goal in daily. So no, it's has something to do with that. And I know my diet could be cleaner because counting your macros doesn't necessarily mean you have a clean diet. It just means you hit your macros every day. But like the insides could be doing better. So they've been doing better the past two days that I've been doing this diet. So We'll see how it goes. It's not really a diet. It's just like me adding things in like the spices. Honestly, that's pretty much it. But yeah, huge fan of that. A huge fan of teas. It's been great. So I highly suggest you, I'm not going to suggest anything. Do what you want to do. If you're not inflamed and you have no flare ups, then live your life because I wish I could. And this is just kind of annoying now that I have to even kind of find other things to eat but it's fine. You got to do what you got to do. On that note, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found something helpful. I hope you had a little giggle or a chuckle. And if you found anything helpful, I hope you rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you next week. Have a great week.